Hello again, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this next episode of the Fearless Fathers Podcast. As always, it's a Monday day, afternoon, evening, probably a Wednesday at 3.45 in the morning. Who knows when you're listening to this? But as always, we are the slightly growing podcast here on the interwebs. As always, I change that intro every time. I never stick with anything, but that's how we do it. We do it raw. We do it live when we record because this is recorded and not live as my wonderful co-host Ryan has always stated. And if you don't know this voice already because you're listening to us for the first time, this is Davo here. So Ryan, how are you? Did I already steal your thunder about 40 seconds into this? I think this is the first time you've mentioned your own name. I've always mentioned my name. Have you? Every single episode for like 120 episodes. I don't pay attention. I know you don't. Yeah, I don't. don't. (laughs) Yeah, and the other thing thing that always gets me is when you're like, oh, hey, it's Monday, Monday morning, and I'm looking out, and it's like Friday, like (laughs) (laughs) mid-afternoon, because there's a window right behind me. (laughs) And I'm like, it's fucking... This piece of shit lying to the audience. <laughs> this dirt bag. How this, dare he? This monster. <laughs> I think actually the one thing we can never be called is is liars because we've definitely given everyone our fucking opinions on everything over the the couple hundred episodes that we've done at this point in time. It's very true. If there's yeah. one thing that we have, it's our integrity. It may be loosely no, veiled. No, no, no. Nobody said anything. Nobody said anything about integrity. Honesty. <laughs> Honesty and integrity are like hand in hand when it comes to things like that. Uh, so if you heard that little bit of love and laughter, we are actually recording this today, midday on a Friday, outside of our normal like eight thirty at night, ten o'clock at night, half in the bag type of days. And my little my little man decided to jump in there for a quick second. Yeah, we we usually do that. So we can put our, our kids to to bed and, uh, you know, we can just knock out the recordings, um, call it a night. It gives uh, Dave and I a little time to do a post and then uh, we put them up for you. But um, I have been feeling like a giant pile of dog shit all week <laughs> and uh, we needed to get, to get it done. We were under a little time crunch, so we're doing it at a different time. But it's always adorable when Dave's kid comes in. It's fun. It is always Dude, adorable. Shit. When he comes in, he really is that little yeah. bastard. He's going to overindulge in a lot of things because he has those looks. And right. it hurts my feelings when he All does right. that. All right. Now you're stepping on my jello here. Am I going to step? <laughs> yeah, I'm stepping, stepping on, on your jello. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the kids say? Am I like a year off from that? Yeah, you're fleek, fam. I don't know. What you're, fam, I don't know what you're talking about. Doponomic psych. I, yeah, exactly. I, that, that's <laughs> I where we're at today. I, I don't know what any of that is. We I, feel I, horrible, but we are here to perform. That's I right. like. I like lime jello. You're is a that monster. Bad? <laughs> Am I a monster? You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to this, leave a rating and review of how Ryan's wrong with lime jello. <laughs> we're gonna get so many one star. <laughs> You know what? Worth it. I will gladly take that. People are going to be like, this fucking monster. And like the people specifically listen to us that we know are going to go out there and do it. It's going to be, it's going to be all our army. you like these trashy pieces of shit eating green jello. And you know why I like the green jello? It's because what they, it's what they have the defect because red jello is for the air force only. That's because it's made of lobsters and caviar. 
Well, no, because the right. Yeah, fair enough. All right, yeah, good joke. Good joke. All right, yeah, <laughs> I try. All right. A- a- anyway, anyway, <laughs> going back around to what he um fucking the transition he tried to flow to me, but he fucked it all up. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about overindulging our children, and it's going to kind of fall into what we talked about last week about financial mistakes and how they can affect you. Uh, more specifically, we're talking about uh, overindulging your children, how it can affect them in later life um, and affect you financially now. Am I, am I on my point there? Chef kiss perfectly no, chef. nailed it this time. This time. Fuck this you. time. It's always just gorgeous. this time. Yeah, it's always great. <laughs> it took you so, about 120 episodes, but you finally got it. Fuck you. So, overindulging your kids it we are not just talking about you know buying them the latest and greatest thing obviously that's a part of it overspending on them we are more we're also going to talk about paying their rent paying their car insurance paying the responsibilities that they're supposed to take over at a uh, older age also not teaching them necessary empathy um, not teaching them like when they see a commercial and they really, really want something, why, why do they really want that? Um, now, and this needs to be said right now, right off the bat. First off, we are not financial advisors. We do not have financial advice for you. Please, please, please don't tell us that we told you to do something because we don't get all that legal crap all out of the way. Also, this is a very fine line. This is a very fine dance. Um, in our opinion, this is all about balance. Um, Dave and I's opinion actually differ on these topics. Um, so this is just going to show our audience that we can, you know, not, not, not just completely differ on something, but there is no particularly right answer. But what we, what we are trying to explain to you is that there are a baseline set of things that you should be doing um how you get to the end of that goal is up to you was that good that's perfect i mean ryan said it right we're not giving financial advice we're i think of it more of like lifestyle advice like not so much like stocks and bonds and you know buying all this crap but like hey like you listen to somebody giving you some kind of advice you know we're we're more we're more so consulting at the end of it all it's not like we're giving you the you know, we're, we're not basically saying, hey, this is what you need to do, but we're giving you some tips and tricks and ways that you could basically make your household maybe a little bit better or just give some more tools for your toolbox so you yeah. can be a better dad. These these are our opinions because mm-hmm. I don't I don't like the word consult either because that makes me like I just got done saying, hey, we're not financial consultants. And he's like, well, we're consulting. Well, we're consultants. <laughs> no, we're not consulting. This is this is our opinions on the matter <laughs> at the topic at hand. Sorry, I didn't mean to correct you like a dick. Actually, I did mean to correct you. Yeah, I know you did. I know you did. Go ahead. Kick it off. So what do you want to start with? What the hell is indulging? Can you you indulge in me what indulging is? Uh, More specifically, what is overindulging? Ooh. Like we were just talking about, it can be defined as quite a few things. It could be giving too much material goods uh, based on their wants and not their needs. Um, it could be defined as um, overindulging in their base emotions and not holding them accountable for things. 
Uh, there was a third one in the bullet point I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, societal issues? Oh, like, yeah, societal yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah, worry, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm here yeah, for you. Societal issues. I have the notes. Don't and, worry. Yeah. Yeah, I have them too. I just couldn't scroll through them fast enough. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's how, how that will affect your child's ability to interact with society uh, later in life. So what do you want to start? I think we start with what the fuck. In- yeah, like uh, I said, indulge me in overindulgence. Oh, you know, right, right, right. Yeah, don't don't worry. We're we're yeah. going back full circle here. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm feeling super great today, so I'm definitely not stumbling. I'm loving it. Floor. It's not. We're organic. Funny. We're it's, organic. Yeah. Oh, it's all staying in too. It's all. Oh yeah, absolutely. All of, yeah. Yeah. So overindulging. Overindulging. So there's once again the obvious answer is you know your kid sees a commercial on television for the latest greatest thing. And he's got to fucking have it. Um, he or she, I really got to get out of that habit. A hundred episodes later, I'm still doing that. We have sons, so it's yeah, yeah. It's, it is, it is yeah, what it is. It is what it is. These and you go out and you buy it for them, and you don't have them do something in return. That's that's the most basic form of overindulging that I can uh, I can think of, and it's just it's a behavior you continue. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it doesn't teach accountability at any level. It's just like, hey, if I want it, I could fucking have this. Done. Problem solved. I'm going to throw a tantrum. Mom and dad are going to give into it eventually because they just want me to be quiet as we're walking through the mall or we're in a Walmart somewhere, you know, eight o'clock at night. And I just see this Star Wars Millennium Falcon. We're just going to keep going back to the Falcon because I really want one. Yeah. Uh, Too bad. But that's that, that's exactly what it is. I mean, we've seen it I've seen it constantly growing up. I see it constantly today as a dad where it's kids throwing tantrums or like, "Oh, well, I just want to give it to them because I want my kid to have the best life." Well, yeah. that's that that's great because we all want that quick dopamine boost. I mean, we all do it. We we all we all want that instant gratification. But when I look at this overindulging, what does that mean to my kid? compounded long-term you know that that instant gratification today what's that going to mean to him 10 15 years down the road well they're going to seek that they're going to seek that behavior and they're going to not realize that when they grow up they're not you're not going to just be able to get things and if you do get things there'll be major consequences you'll run up credit card debt you'll go into financial debt um, you'll have to work longer hours. You'll have to switch careers all the time. Things that are incredibly stressful and will have major, you know, they'll give them major mental issues for their entire life. These, this is the basis of it. So, mm-hmm. for instance, um, I had my son Kevin. We were at five below the other day. Um, Kevin's four, and you know, I always do the famous cut a deal thing. <laughs> so he's like, hey. Can I have this? I think it was like a stuffed animal dog in a costume because they have the Halloween stuff out in a giant <laughs> tennis ball. I'm like, all right, man, here's the deal. And of course, he, none of this is sinking in because he's four years old. <laughs> <laughs> but you can pick one of those things and you can only have it after you go home and you clean up your playroom. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Now, did he lose his mind when he had to go clean up his playroom? Yes. Did he clean his playroom? Absolutely. Was it hard? Yes. Did he get his toy and, you know, like that was that? Yes, because that was the deal we struck. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, man, 
you do something for me, I'll do something for you. And that's just kind of how, how it's going to work. Now, I'm sure I'll get somebody in the comments that's like, well, that's child abuse. No, it's not. It's yeah. absolutely not. No, no, no. He's, it's teaching him that it, it, it's a give and take. It's constantly a give and take. Hey, if you do something for me, I can get I can get this stuff done for you. Um, it's how our society works. It's how our trading system works. Uh, and it is what it is. I do a thing similar in that aspect, but I do it more so like, for example, my son just had his like three-year wellness visit and he ended up getting his shot in the arm, but he was calm and great through the entire thing. Like he was talking with the doctor, bat, you know, doing his whole thing. He wasn't scared. He wasn't crying. He wasn't freaking out. He was just being big because like we talked to him about it. We said, hey, like, hey, this is the thing. Like, we're not going to give you something after this, but he was just really, really great about it. Took the shot in the arm like a champ, walked out, and that was it. And then like the next day or two later, my wife and I were out in the store and we're like, you know what? You've been doing really well. You were extremely good at the doctor. You were doing amazing things. Like you're doing stuff when we ask you to do it. Just just little stuff around the house. We got him like a Paw Patrol car set or something like that. You know, it was just something small. But it was saying like, hey, you you were able to go through, do certain things. You know, you didn't throw tantrums. You weren't freaking out over things. Now, he's a toddler, and he'll do that in stores when he desperately wants something, but that's the normal toddler behavior. But the point of my – the point of what I'm trying to state here is he went in. He did what he was supposed to do. He did it well, and we're just going to kind of reward that behavior because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think right now – your son in particular is like on that precipice of the behavior. I like to call it the behavior train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets off at many stops <laughs> and it moves really fast. Um, I, I'm over the hump on that. Like I, I can ha- I can hold a conversation with my son for, I don't know, 45 seconds, a minute, something like that. But the point is it's a, it's, it's a minute longer than I could do it a year ago with what you're going through. Right. Um, and you know, our, our experiences aren't going to be everyone else's experiences no. and our, um, the way we deal with stuff isn't going to be the same way everyone deals with it. Like, we're just here giving you ideas. Um, right. and one thing I wanted to hit on this, cause I feel like we're going to miss this point, but in what we were talking about today, we ended up pulling up a link from CT post and we'll have the link for this in the description of the episode if you want to check it out. But this PhD, uh, Laura Markham stated, Television commercials often show the parent and the child playing with the toy together. And in the kid's mind, they're like, if I get that toy, mom and dad are going to play with me. And in reality, I think that's all our kids really want is just us to kind of play with them and be present in the moment when it comes to that. So if we're looking at like a psychological aspect of that, and again, I'm not a scientist, I'm not some super smart guy with a PhD or anything, but I look at that as like our kids are our first friends, like we're their first friends and, you know, kind of building those bonds and being with them. So when they're constantly getting toys and constantly building up their collection of broken Legos and stuffed animals and stuff like that, in their mind, they keep thinking, if I collect these, I keep having these, then mom and dad are going to continue to want to play with me. Yeah. And uh, I'll, we'll, we'll post the link to this, uh, this um, article I, for, I already you. said that you you didn't listen. No, I didn't listen. You I was listen I was I was fun through something over here, um, but I don't personally care for the tone of this article. Um, I think it's a little pretentious, but it brings up a lot of really good points. So I muddled through it for 
mostly Dave, honestly, <laughs> to, get, to give us the content to talk about. Um, and I'm going to look up Dr. Cheryl Silverstein over here because I think we've had stuff from her before. I feel um, like we did, but I don't. Yeah, remember. I, yeah. I don't remember. Now that I'm rereading the name, I, I, I think a couple times, honestly. It's. I, I think she does a lot of stuff with Yale in childhood, ch- like early childhood behavior. This could be. This is a really interesting point that they're making. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the first social interactions they have with their parents and their like cohesive family unit. Um, so the things that you do are um, hugely, hugely, hugely important to the development of your child. Um, and if you're constantly going out, you know, doing all this stuff for yourself and they want to spend time with you um they see this on the tv and they just regurgitate that behavior because they think that's the way it's supposed to be right right and there was something that you brought up when we were getting ready to do this episode and i kind of want you to dig a little bit deeper into this the whole getting what they want but don't give what they need aspect oh yeah 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 yeah. this was this was not in our show notes oh wait it is i think god Mm. damn it (laughs) My uh, my grandfather, who is no longer with us, used to do this thing when I was when I was younger, um, where we we would spend the summers with him him and my grandmother up in the up in the Poconos, um, in the town that they're from, and we would basically we would have chores to do. We'd have chores to do, and you know, Pete would Pete would pay us for some of them because it was like yard worky stuff. Me and my brother. And like they had a big, they had a big old property on the side of a hill. Um, I think it was in West Bangor, Pennsylvania. Okay. But, you know, it was just a lot of stuff to do around the property. So he would give us a list of things to do, but he also didn't want us spending the money we made on something really fucking stupid. Because Stup- <laughs> <laughs> it's going to end up in his house anyway, which is a really good play, by the way. So he's like, all right, cool. Before I give you this money, we're going to make a list of your needs and your wants. And we're going to figure out exactly what you need. And then we're going to figure out exactly what you want and the dollar values of both. Um, And we're going to see how long it's going to take you to make the amount that you, you know, buy the the amount that you need to buy what you need. And then we can worry about what you want. And that's how we like, that's how he based uh, paying us for the, uh, the chores we did. Now I will say a lot of the time, I never really got what I wanted, but I always got what I needed. And it taught you just basic responsibility. And it taught you basic, you know, the basic need, the basic needs of, of priority. And it just, it, it was a way to give uh, money for work to, and make sure that they couldn't overindulge themselves. Um, and it was a really, really good way to do it. On top of that, it showed empathy and it taught empathy. That's what I'm really meant to say, not showed. Uh, because, you know, like, oh, you worked this hard for the things that you need. And then you look at somebody else and they're working that that hard and they're not getting the things that they need. I feel bad for that person now. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have empathy for that person. And it, it taught you that lesson really hard when you were you know, like eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there. See, I really wish I had something like that when I was growing up. Because I think we've had this conversation off the air before. Yeah. But it's like growing up, I never – I would say I had like a chores list that I needed to do as a kid because I think every kid has a chore that they need to do around the house. 
but it was never like an allow. There was never really an allowance in my house. It was kind of like, Hey, you need to do your stuff because you're living in this household and that's just what we do. And it was never really communicated to me the reasons why I had to do what I needed to do. So growing up, I'm working, I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, why do I have to clean the dishes? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? And the most common answer I got as a kid was, well, because I'm your parent and I fucking said so. So you're going to do it anyway. Right. And granted, I grew up, I grow up and I have a lot of empathy for people because I've seen the work that like I do and what other people do and, you know, what they get and what they need. But it was never really communicated to me in a way where it's like, hey, you know, you're going to do this, but we're going to make a list of what you need in this world. You know, I might have been told, oh, well, you need clothes because you need to have something on your back and you can't run around in just underwear, which is bullshit in my mind. But that's for a different podcast, a different day. My whole point behind this is it's if I would have had those steps or those tools a little bit earlier in my tool chest as a child, then I I feel I'd be a lot I'd be a lot different than where I was right now. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know. None of that's true. Well, not not that saying none of that's true, but like none of that could become true because you can always teach a young kid a lesson and then those behaviors can change later in life. And um, I would say like you and me joined the military at a very young age Mm. um, while we were still developing. And, you know, the military just gives you everything you need. So you get a paycheck on top of that. And now you can just go buy whatever the fuck you want. You know, the joke where like all these guys have Camaros and shit at 29% APR. Yeah, right, exactly. Cause yeah. they don't know any better. They right. just like, yeah. So like, what do you mean? I'm not, I don't even have to buy food. I'll go to the defect. I don't I mean, I don't have to clothe myself. I'll just wear a PT uniform. Right. Um, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. And, and like, that's, that's the big, that's the big joke right there. But it's not a fucking joke. Cause it's true. It happens. It does. Cause financial literacy is one of those things where, and again, I think we talked about this in last week's episode where it, it becomes the parent's responsibility and we kind of forget like, hey, kids need this understanding and this knowledge and to learn from us and to go out and, you know, depending on the age appropriate behavior, you know, if they're a teenager, take them into like a financing when you're talking about getting a new appliance and, you know, let them be part of the decision making process to kind of see how things work or like how I was talking about grocery shopping and I'm comparing fucking unit prices to ounces on seven different products and my wife wants to beat her head against the fucking cabinets it's it's that stuff like that that's going to raise when they're older like oh damn i'm i'm much better off or i understand more of these ideas than just grabbing the first thing i see off of the shelf or spending you know a crazy amount of apr and if you're not in the military that is a true statement where they spend like 27 percent of APR. oh yeah it is yeah. very true. What was what was Chevy calling the Camaro V6 for a while? Oh, America's America's model. It was the only reason it was still on their fucking books. Yeah. <laughs> like it was fleet cars and dumbass soldiers buying V6 Camaro. <laughs> so it was Enterprise in the fucking American military. <laughs> but I mean, even if we're going off of that, all jokes aside, it's like when you're that 18-year-old kid private. And you're at your first duty station. Yeah, you're going to overindulge yourself because that's probably the first time that you've ever had any type of financial responsibility or any type of independence to spend your money the way you want. Yeah, or money, period. Or money, period. Yeah, exactly. Right. That was like that was the first the first job that I had where I had like extra money in my pocket. Same because I worked like retail and stuff like that, and retail never paid my bills. 
ever never paid your bills and you were always like you always wanted to go out and hang out and do so but you never had the fucking money to do it right so it was a hard lesson there too Mm -hmm. and you know that could have negative effects as well so teaching your kids about what's more like what type of work is more valuable than the other is another way to avoid overindulging because and i'm going to make this point so let's say hypothetically little dame and little ryan get into high school and they don't want to go to college or they don't do so great in their first semester of college and they say fuck it and go back to work so they go work at i don't know eb games <laughs> <laughs> i'm se- i'm sensing a bit of a past trauma here ryan and, and then you go and you make whatever whatever it is and you can't afford anything um so you say fuck it so you choose physically not to afford anything and be completely irresponsible with your money and and that's exactly what happens so teaching kids a skill like oh god i don't even know like something as simple as um like plowing somebody's driveway yeah or something as simple as basic landscaping or you know, giving them like at least tools in their toolbox to like go out there and get a uh, mildly skilled labor job or a mildly skilled office job, even before like they, if they decide not to go to college or even directly after they get out of college, puts them so much farther ahead to the point where they can avoid that type of behavior and they can get a job that pays the bills and they can get a job that does this, that, and the other thing. Agreed. And it's going to, it's going to, at least in my thought process, it's going to get rid of a lot of the behavioral issues like the tantrums, like we talked about earlier, you know, the not do, maybe not doing so well in school because they're so used to getting what they want at such a young age. And I'm not saying everybody's perfect because we all do it. We're all human. We all have our flaws, myself and Ryan included and oh, anybody absolutely. listening to this today, because again, we want what's best for our kids, but what is best for your kids or what they might need is probably not what they actually want. And I think that's probably the point that we're trying to get here today in this episode is, yeah, you could buy your kid anything they want, but it's not going to give them what they need, the skills that they're going to need to grow up and to compound. Again, that that basic quick dopamine fix is going to compound long term to, to negative aspects and like behaviors with school and work and bosses and authority figures. And then you're going to be like, I never raised you this way. Why are you doing this? When maybe 15 years back you were constantly buying them stuff because they threw a tantrum in the, in the mall every time you went out and they saw the 19th Spider-Man stuffed animal that they already had, but they still wanted more of them, but you just gave it to them so that way they could stop crying or stop throwing a tantrum in the store. You know, it's, it's those things that we don't think about in the moment that cause the long-term effects down the road. Now, if Kev throws a little tantrum, I'm I'm elated a little bit, and I, I'm going to explain to you why. Here, okay. here comes the punchline. Um, if he sees something he like really wants, and I'm like, nope, not today, not today, and he just loses his fucking mind over it, um, which happens very rarely, by the way. Sure, but I'm like, cool. Now I don't have to be out here with all these people. See you later. We're going back to the car. <laughs> We're going to go home. Nobody gets anything now. <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. So. I think oh, I shared. Yeah. I, I think I shared that get the out last of the time. Grocery store. <laughs> I shared that the one time where I gave I give my kid one warning if he's going to act up, and I say, if you don't stay calm right now, we say you have to be a calm Colton. If you don't be calm right now, then we're leaving. 
and he tries to test us and be like, you know what? I'm going to be a little shit today. I'm going to see if they're going to really get away, if I'm going to get away with this. He did that once. We just wanted to walk around the mall, kind of get out and just kind of look at some things. He tried it again. I put that little bastard right under my arms and I walked right out and he yep. threw a tantrum the entire way. And, you and, do. But you got to do that. It's like we, we get into that mindset of like, well, I just want to do this. So I'm just going to deal with the kid and let him throw a tantrum. And then people are going to look at me weird. It's like, no, you know, we, yeah, they're little bosses as, as toddlers and as children, but it's still us that are setting the groundwork and ground rules. So now he knows if we give him one warning at three years old, if we give him one warning and he's still not behaving, he's out. Like we're just leaving. And that's fine. Cause I'd rather just be on my computer doing this or playing video games for six hours or yeah. playing with my kid. You know, it's, it comes down to that and it comes down to communicating your aspects, which I think is kind of getting into our last point here today is communication is key. I think we've said it pretty much every episode in one aspect or another on this podcast since we started. Oh Yeah. I think you're tired of hearing about it personally, but the, but you have, you know, it's <laughs> one of those things like, yeah, people are probably <laughs> sick of hearing it. You're absolutely right. They're probably sick of hearing it, but you need to hear it. it it's yeah. got to stick at some point where it's like, damn, he's right. Like if I don't communicate with my spouse, bad things are probably going to happen. If I don't communicate with my kids, bad things are going to happen. Like kids are pretty resilient when it comes to telling them like, Hey, this is why things need to be done. My three-year-old, Granted, he's probably a little bit more, I'm not going to say advanced for a three-year-old, but like he understands like when we say, hey, you need to do this because we instilled it at such a young age that if he doesn't do it today, that he knows he's not going to get something that he wants or that he's going to need down the road. Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree with you. Um, and you know, like I joke about the communication thing, but no, it's, it's huge. It's no, it's literally the only reason we mention it in every fucking episode of this podcast. Um, the moment you stop communicating, this is the moment you've, you've given up. Um, and you know, it's just one of those things that you have to build a skill set with. Um, it's going to go so much farther than you could ever believe. And if you're one of those dads even listening today and you're like, well, I'm not good at fucking communicating. Good. Just start it today. Guess what? Ryan was not good at a podcast. We were not good at a podcast yeah, when we started we, this. We were Go awful. back to our trailer. Go back to our first three episodes. They were god awful. But now here we are. We we learned the skills. We learned the abilities. And if these two idiots talking to you today about ways to help your children can do it, you can do it too. And the best time to start it is with a child. I mean, yeah. to, to build those communication skills is probably, that's the best time to do it, in my opinion. And then you're just going to get a little bit better and a little bit better each time. Like you don't, you don't have these constant skills at your disposal in an absolute instant. You don't. No, no, you, you, don't. you make micro changes one degree at a time, one second at a time, one day at a time. I think I've said that in like 120 episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's. You know, th there's a revolving trend around here when we talk about this in the show. It's it's a constant battle. Again, this episode was very much walking a tight line, but that's what we want to do here. A lot of the dad podcasts out there, and yeah, we have fun episodes, but they talk about the fun stuff or the stupid things that happen in their families. And But we want to talk more about that hard-hitting stuff to give you more tools in your toolbox. Like, I'm still gaining tools. Yeah, and... The more we do research and the more we look at things, the more stuff that we learn, too. Let me share mm -hmm. it with you. We're, yeah. we're by no means experts, even though Dave would call us experts. 
the reason why I call us experts. <laughs> we're not getting into this. Right we're going to get into this. <laughs> Just oh, quick so 10 seconds. The reason why I call us experts, and this actually resonated with me probably about two or three years ago. When somebody has a set of skills that you don't have, whether you're six months ahead, a day ahead, or two years ahead, even if you don't feel like an expert, you could be an expert to somebody else. You are an expert to somebody else. Prime example for me, I'm starting to get into golf. One of my friends has been golfing now for maybe 10, 15 years. He doesn't consider himself a good golfer. But I told him during one day at the driving range, like, you're an expert to me. And he looked at me. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? And I said, you may not think you're good, but you're where I want to be. You understand how to drive, how to use the irons, what the lengths are and what they mean. You understand the basic fundamentals of things that I have no idea about. And I could spend 6, 12, 18 hours watching YouTube videos or getting golf lessons from somebody else who has done it before. But you're giving me the skills that I'm going to need to be better. So in an aspect, you're an expert to me. And that's kind of what I feel like in this podcast. Like, yeah, we joke around and we say all this other crap. But in in essence, we could be and we have been told that we're experts to you dads out there. You guys who need that little extra push. Who you see our mess. You see, you know, the, the message in our messes right now because we share it with you on a weekly basis. So even though we joke about that, you know, Ryan will say that we're not experts. I firmly believe in my heart that we're experts for you guys. And if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. I'm okay with that. You're not an expert. Because my wife tells me I'm wrong every day. You're not an expert at keeping time. Not at all. That was way more than 10 seconds. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I think it's time to wrap this one up, Dave. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So we talked about today overindulging in your kids. There's a very fine line when it comes to that. It's knowing when what your children really want is might not be what they need. What they need at the end of all this episode is just more time with you, more communication with you, more bonding, more, more ability to grow and adapt and compound great values down the line so they could thrive as an adult when they're older. And, you know, the toughest job as a dad is letting your kid go. It's the only job that you get fired from when you do a good job at it. Yep. So continue to just go and just build that toolbox every single day for yourself, your family, and your kids. It's going to make you a stronger dad. It's going to make your kids a stronger adult when they get older. Take whatever resonated with you in this episode, put it in your toolbox. If nothing did, that's fine. If you got something out of this, I'm super stoked. If you think we're a bunch of idiots, that's fine. Somebody else, Find somebody else who you can resonate with. I'm okay with that too. But all we care about is you just getting out there and just being the best father you know you can be. We've said it in a hundred and some episodes. We're going to continue to say it until the day we die and until the day this podcast ends, which I hope it never does because I don't know what I would do with myself after this because then I get to, then I don't get Ryan around anymore and then I would cry and then I'd have to speak with my wife and anyway, you know, she's going to listen to this, right? (laughs) No, she doesn't. So I'm fine. I'm in, I'm in the clear today. Yeah. Continue to share this podcast anywhere you can with other dads who might need this information. And if you can, leave us a like, rating, and review. We sold we sold Stitcher last week, so let's just sell uh, Amazon today. Do we have Amazon Podcast? We have we we're on everywhere, baby. We're oh, okay. everywhere. We're all, all right. over the world. 
I dig it. So, because Jeff Bezos needs some more money. Yeah, give 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 Jeff Daddy all the he, money so he could go to Mars or Pluto wants, or wherever he wants it is he's to change to his uh, his uh, leather space jacket from uh, blue to fuchsia. So he's gonna need he's gonna need I don't know one point seven trillion dollars to get that technology. Yeah, something like that. So which I think Amazon is like podcasts. which I think is like four ratings and reviews for this podcast. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. There, there you <laughs> yeah. go. The math compounds. I love it. Yeah. As always, guys, thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts for listening to this episode. If you've been with us forever, thank you for sticking around. If this is the first time that you've listened to this podcast, welcome to the family. Continue to grow. Continue to be the best damn dad you know you can be. We're going to take this one day at a time, one step at a time, and together we're going to continue to embrace the fear. Oh.